Let me tell you today about Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, or you can record it on another device or platform and transfer it to Anchor. It will distribute your podcast for you through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast right in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome in to the Five Tool Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Here for another week of fun insight and analysis. We're here with Art Tornabeni. You can find him on Twitter, Art underscore T underscore Z. Art, what's going on? Not much, David. Uh, just ate my dinner, sitting here, looking at some, uh, looking at some projections. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? I, I think that's a consistent thing. We always come right after your dinner. Yeah, man. <laughs> got, got to, you can't do this on an empty belly. We're a nice little dessert. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> Uh, and we're also here with uh, Squiggly E, but you can also, he's known as Eric Mendelson or uh, E underscore men underscore D. What's going Not on? Not much. How you doing, D Mendio, too? <laughs> <laughs> we're doing pretty well. Pretty well here. Uh, dog is on the couch. He was on the couch. Now he's up stretching. So that could be, that could be fun. What do you think too? Um and uh, yeah, I got my uh, my insights and analysis up, and uh, ready to get into some fantasy baseball here. Um, you guys still been enjoying the spring training stuff so far? I've been stressing out. So many injuries. Yeah, and I feel like it's to players that I wouldn't have taken. It's very disappointing. <laughs> yeah, it basically makes it so you know that your guys are going to get taken quicker yeah. than you would have hoped. Like, I was not going to take John Carlos Stanton or Chris Sale. Or Aaron Judge. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into a couple of those guys. Uh, we did touch on Chris Sale last week, so I don't want to beat a dead horse. I think Chris Sale is definitely going to have some red flags to him. Um, but why don't we – we'll go right in. We'll go into our uh, our news and notes for this week. All right, so we're starting out looking at, um, from this past week, some kind of big headlines and big stories going on in baseball um, as we creep closer to the start of the regular season. Uh, One thing that happened today, actually, Garrett Cole allowed four home runs in two innings. Uh, They were both back-to-back home runs from Travis DeMerit and Miguel Cabrera. Uh, Is this cause for concern from either of you as far as um, maybe feeling is Garrett Cole going to be anything near what he was last year? So, Eric, I'm going to start with you. I mean, you know my answer. I think Garrett Cole's a little overrated. I, I don't think he's going to be this pro. I think he's, you know, susceptible to uh, bad outings. I think he doesn't have anywhere what he did last year. But I think he's still going to finish with an ERA in the mid to high twos. Maybe not number one overall pitcher worthy, but still solid numbers. Uh, do you think he has under a 3.5 yard yes. there? And is he top 
three in the majors in strikeouts? No. Oh, okay. Interesting. Art, same for you. What are you? Uh, what are your thoughts for Garrett Cole? Any concern, or are is he still your number one pitcher by a landslide, or is he more closer to the pack? I have him and Degrom pretty much like one and one A right now as my top two pitchers. I think Degrom has just shown over two straight years that he's been fantastic. He gets a little bit of win luck. He is the top pitcher. I'm not worried. He could have been just trying out a new pitch. It's the first spring start. He's probably going to be fine, and he's going to strike out a lot of batters and have a, you know, he might have not a completely ace level top ten pitcher season, but Garrett Cole's going to be in the top fifteen or so, at 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 worst, uh, as long as he stays healthy and he's a track record of being healthy. I, I'm not worried at all about this. It's just a spring start. Uh, he'll be striking out seven people in three innings. Uh, pretty soon. Uh, I think also a good point for Garrett Cole is uh, he's found to with that lineup stack up a lot of wins this year, which is a very important stat, especially in points leagues. Um, so that's I think why he's also valued so highly this year. Um, next bit of news we have. Um, Colin McHugh signs a one-year deal with the Red Sox. Uh, right now, he's currently not throwing, um, but those may remember that uh, last year with the Astros, um, he had some good moments and he had some bad moments, but he has a lot of potential. Um, is this something you may be looking to, uh, Art? I'm going to start with you. Is this fantasy relevant, or is this kind of uh, you're not very interested? Um, I'm not interested in the draft for Colin McHugh. I I I will get interested. Uh, Colin McHugh is always good for short stretches. And if they're going to start him, you know, are they going to start him? Is he going to be a relief pitcher? I don't know. I mean, I've always liked him. He has a really good uh, K rate, and uh, he was he produces very good for big chunks of the season, and then he breaks down or gets injured or something. So uh, this year, I'm not going there again. I'm going to wait and see if he starts pitching well. And when he does, I'll pick him up. Eric, same question for you. Yeah, I mean, nothing about Colin McHugh gets me too excited. Uh, I think he's going to be one of those pitchers that, you know, has the occasional start, maybe goes five innings, but could be used a lot in long-term relief. Like, you know, if if the Sox get – like if Eduardo Rodriguez gives up seven runs in two-thirds of an inning, you know, then he's the pitcher that takes over after that. Um, if if you stream relievers, I think he could be valuable, but not anything besides that. We will forget their rotation so thin right now. Um, behind uh, Evaldi, Eduardo Rodriguez, um, I think they have Hector Velasquez. Um, I mean, they they have uh, nobody in the rotation. So, I, I mean, he could be someone that slides into the rotation. You never know. Um, yeah, he was projected next- to be a starter with Houston for at the beginnings of different seasons. They ended up never going with him as a starter. Um, but there were seasons we were going into. I remember just two seasons ago, we were all expecting him to be their fifth starter. They never gave him that chance. So uh, maybe Boston will. A good guy to keep a guy on. Um, Next bit of news. 
Aaron Judge shoulder doubtful for opening day. There's been some conflicting reports about this. Um, either way, it looks like there's going to be some type of injury um, lingering with Aaron Judge. Eric, I'm going to start with you. Is this affect um, how you'd be drafting him or if you'll draft him at all? Uh, I certainly won't draft him in the range he's at now. Just a personal bias. I don't like taking players injured before the season starts. So uh, it depends where he slides, but I don't think you take him in the first three rounds. Art, same for you. Same question. Aaron Judge, yeah, has to fall. I, I'm, he doesn't have to fall that far. I think Aaron Judge played over 100 games last year. He might be the type of person who gets dinged up for different parts of each season. Uh, but if he's down and then he plays 100 games, you might be able to replace him with an injury replacement. And when he's playing, he's, he's a pretty elite player. But I don't know how much managing I really want to do with him. I think I would take him in the fourth round, maybe, would be as high so as I'd go. About, yeah. His ADP has him as about a third-round pick. Um, so you just basically are going to wait an extra round. And if he's there, you'll scoop him up. Yeah, I think he's going to be good when he plays. I'm not uh, – I guess um, – I don't have any drafts coming up this weekend. Uh, I will have the benefit of time when I draft to see how he's recovering. But, uh, but at this point, I think that um, he's, he's just – he's too good to let fall too far. Uh, because you might be able to get a first-round player out of him if he ends up playing more. Agreed. Um, it'll be interesting to see how uh, these next couple of weeks before at least our draft, and I think a lot more others uh, draft, uh, how his recovery goes. Um, last bit of news I wanted to touch upon. Nothing super fantasy-relevant. But the Brewers made out with a steal of a deal um, with Christian Yelich signing a four-year, $188 million extension. He's making approximately $200 million less than Mookie Betts is going to make. Uh, and, uh, you know, Trout's already making $400 mil. Is, is Were any of you shocked with the news of how little he uh, ended up kind of signing his extension for as far as his talent? Uh, no, because I think he really wanted to stay in Milwaukee. And he's getting a massive raise, and he's, I think, 29 or 30. So it's not like he's, you know, a spring chicken and they're signing him for the future. Uh, They said he's kind of just replacing Ryan Braun's contract. Or what do you think? Uh, Seven years, $188.5 million extension. That comes out to about what is that twenty twenty seven per year about that's a that's a pretty good deal for the brewers on that uh i i i'm i'm a little bit i'm a little bit surprised that it isn't more because I think on the open market Yelich could have easily gotten two hundred million a thirty million per year deal uh but it's a it's a bit of a, a hometown discount, maybe. He's uh, he's he's turned into an MVP player since he went to the Brewers. Maybe he's smart enough to not want to leave the Brewers. I I don't know. It's a good it's a good deal for Milwaukee, though. Definitely. Um, 
Let's move into uh, our previews for this week. We've got middle infield, second base, and shortstop. Second base and shortstop, we've got middle infield. Some might argue the uh, hardest positions to fill. So we're going to look at players, and we're going to determine which ones are going to be busts, which ones are going to be sleepers, and which ones, if Zeke will drop this pillow that I'm trying to take from him. Um, will you stop being <laughs> – this is what happens when you have a little pup. We try to do position previews, and he uh, he's just all over the place. Um, you have we have sleepers, we have busts, and we have breakouts. So we're gonna start with second base. Um, Eric, give me your bust, give me your sleeper, and give me your breakout. Okay. Uh, so, so let's start with okay bust. for where he's ranked, Jonathan VR. Uh, I dropped him last season, and uh, just to let you know how bad he was at some at one point. Uh, to be ranked number five overall, I don't get that. Uh, a sleeper I like, and I know we've talked about him before, is Jeff McNeil. I think his position flexibility gives him a lot of upside. He's going to be you know, a consistent hitter at the top of the Mets lineup. And then a breakout uh, I think is going to be um, Gavin, or Gavin Lux. I'm sorry. I, I think in fantasy baseball, sometimes it's a bad opportunity. And he's going to be in a really, he's going to be in a really good Dodger lineup. Uh, Eric, I will call BS because Jeff uh, Jeff McNeil is not a sleeper, and that, I think that is an easy way out. I need a I need a bigger sleeper <laughs> than that. Um, low key Starlin Castro, if he is in an everyday role, I think the Nationals. Uh, that's a good move on their part. Um, and he's third base. So position flexibility as well. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like you, and if you were just kind of like in the three foot, end of the, pool, <laughs> the deep end, that's what I like. To see. So art, same question. If you give me your, oh. um, at second base, my uh, my big bust. I, I I like VR for a bust as well. Uh, he's he's I think the the most likely one if, if you're looking at the top of the second baseman in the draft. I think if you're looking a little bit further down, you might say the most likely is Yohan Moncada because of his really high BABIP last year. But I I don't think he's going to be a lot worse than last year. He's going to be pretty good at producing but he just might he might have that high strikeout rate go again but i think vr is the top bust if i'm gonna call a sleeper though um i like luis arise uh with uh with the minnesota twins he's i think he he's projected to have the highest batting average in uh in in the american league next season he's a he's a really good bats ball hitter if he can get a little bit more power behind it, if he can get turn a little bit of those singles and the doubles and increase his slugging percentage a little bit, this is a guy who already has the the bat to ball skills to be a, a, a um, to win the batting crown. And if he can just 
get a little bit more out of his hits, this guy could be a real big breakout, uh, real big sleeper breakout. Uh, but my my number one breakout, I like Kevin Biggio. Uh, he's a guy who has a really good batting eye. He walks 16% of the time. He's hitting in a young lineup. The Toronto Blue Jays have a lot of young players together. I think he's hitting in a good position. There's uh, there's some statistics that say that he's he's sort of um, a little bit too tentative at the plate. And so the thought that he might up his aggression, but uh, there's other players who are also as tentative as him, like Alex Bregman, who are fantastic players. So Kevin Biggio has a low batting average, but he's a high walk rate, and he makes hard contact with the ball when he makes contact. Um, He hits the ball at a really good launch angle for power, for slugging percentage. Um, If if he can... uh, uh, be a little bit more aggressive and swing at a few more pitches. Uh, he might be a big, a big breakout this year. All right, I, I know we got a little disconnected, but uh, you're we're thinking a lot of the same on on this. Um, I like uh, all three that you said there. I, I know you guys agreed on the VR. Um, so just just to be different here, um, I think my biggest bust, and when I say bust, uh, I'm talking about in terms of his ADP and where he's getting drafted and if he's going to perform. Um, to the expectations, uh, I have Cattell Marte as my biggest bust. I think I'm not saying he's not going to put up solid numbers, but he's right now he's going as a third or fourth round pick. And this is a guy that's that historically in his career, um, take away the last year, uh, which of course you could argue with the with the baseball being a little different, um, exploded onto the scene. I'm not quite sure I'm willing to invest a third or fourth round pick on a guy that for his career. Um, I don't believe he's even top 20 homers in before last year. So I'm a little bit skeptical of taking someone that high. Um, Arizona also does uh, not have or has the dehumidifier now. Um, so the ball does not fly as much as it used to in the sense of the ballpark. Um, I'll let someone else go and reach for Cattell Marte, um, but that won't be me. Um, my breakout, Art, you hit it on the head. Kevin Biggio, I think he uh, – I love him in that lineup with a lot of the other young Blue Jay hitters. I think he has a great batter's eye. Um, right last year, his batting average was uh, was fairly low, but like Art said, he has a great uh, eye, has a great walk rate, um, and I think he puts a little bit more balls in play next year. Um, I think he'll, his batting average will go up. Um, and then last, my breakout I have is Keston Hira for the Milwaukee Brewers. Keston Hira. Um, I think he's, it's his job uh, at second base for the full season this year. He's got power. He's in a great lineup. He's in a great ballpark. Um, this guy also can steal some bases for you. Um, and he's getting a little bit overlooked as far as since he didn't play the full season last year. Um, I think he could be a great plug-in uh, at second base. Um, I'm interested to hear what your guys' thoughts are on Keston Hira. Uh, I think he's someone that could be streaky. Like, he, he could get really hot, but I don't see him being a consistently good hitter the entire season. Yeah, I think Kesson Hira had, had a really high strikeout rate last year. He's another one of these guys who survived with a, with a really high um, batting average on balls in play. 
but he's not a guy who struck out a lot at that at that high rate when he was in the minor leagues. So perhaps it is just an adjustment away. I think he's someone to 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 keep an eye on. He's he's a real good. He's going at the same time as like Cattell Marte, and he's going a little bit behind Ozzy Albies. Like he's 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 could be could be as good as Ozzy Albies next year. I think that's for sure. Um. We will look at uh, next. We're going to go look at shortstops. So, good analysis on uh, Kristen Kira, guys. We'll look at uh, shortstops next. And, uh, Art, I'm going to start with you. Give me your bust, your breakout, and your sleeper. Um, my, uh, my bust is Adalberto Mondesi. I think he's, he's a one-category contributor in Roto Leagues. And his, his one-category contribution is so big He's actually a pretty valuable roto player, but he's below average in every other category contribution. So even in a roto league, if you're drafting him, you're having to make up in home runs. You're, he's not he's not an above average runs or RBI guy either. He's not doesn't play all the time. He misses time, and uh, but his steals are fantastic. If you're looking at him in a points league, he's the 27th ranked shortstop. He's in, 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 in a 15 team league. He's a, he's a middle infield perhaps, but he's not a starting shortstop. Um, so Adalberto Mondesi, who's going really high is my biggest bust. Um, my breakout is, uh, my breakout is Dansby Swanson. I really think that Dansby Swanson is going to turn in a good year this year for, for Atlanta he had some good uh, batted ball metrics. He was actually he hit the ball fifth hardest out of uh, out of all shortstops last year. Um, I think he he could uh, turn in a really good season, and he's going past uh, pick two hundred right now. So I really like Dansby Swanson as a late, perhaps middle infield uh, draft pick. The sleeper I got is Corey Seager. I think Corey Seager is going around. 140 or 150 so in a in a 15 team that's the ninth or 10th round in a 12 team that's the 12th or 13th round and Corey Seager could you know hit 325 next year and no one would be surprised he's that good of a hitter I think that's a really good value right there the only question is is he going to get playing time there's been some concern he's like an injury risk but he played a lot of games last year at a high uh high um, amount of plate appearances. And I think he, so I think he's, he might've gotten a little bit past all those. Interesting. Uh, I like those, uh, Eric, same for you. So my bust is, I don't think this guy's going to have a bad year, but relative to ADP, I think Trevor's story. Uh, I, I just have a gut feeling that the Rockies are going to kind of start up the season slow and go into a rebuild trade Arenado. Um, I think he has little protection around him if, if one of those get traded. Um, strikes out a decent amount, very homer-dependent, playing at course Field. For being the 14th-ranked overall player, uh, I just don't like him at that spot. Uh, my sleeper, I think, is Gene Segura. Um, you know, he, Look at my notes. No, no. No. Uh, <laughs> You know he's a he's a solid guy. You know you're what you're gonna get with him. You know has an occasional game with two homers. Um, you know good batting average, doesn't strike out in a good Philly offense. 
And then my breakout, I, Art, I'm with you. I think Dansby Swanson has a great year. I think this is kind of what clicks for him. Before he got hurt last year, he was, I think, hitting like 310 or 320 uh, for a long span. Uh, I think, you know, with Marcelo Zuna in the lineup, um, yeah, I, I think that he's going to have a good year. Um, well, Eric, you're going to make me a, a audible on the fly here because I want to get someone different. Um, I have as Art, I'm sorry to do this to you, my bust for his ADP, uh, Javi Baez. Um, what? We're, I know we're, we're a club caterer. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I love his position flexibility, but um, especially in a points league, he strikes out a lot. Um, I don't think he's where again where he's drafted. I don't think he gives you the production um, that I want to take him at that particular spot. I think two years ago was his career year. Last year was not a bad year, but um, especially, I mean, Chris Bryant may not even be on the team the full season. Same with Anthony Rizzo. I just I don't like the direction that the Cubs are headed right now, um, and I, I just. He, the way Javi Baez plays, he plays very just aggressive, and he can it leads to him also getting hurt. Um, I'm just I'm letting someone else take Javi Baez, um, and Art's like, please let him just give it to me. It, it, it will be me. Yeah, I will take him. <laughs> um, my sleeper, uh, Eric. Since you said Gene Segura, I'm gonna go Didi Gregorius who is also a middle infielder that's going to play some shortstop for the uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. I think people are forgetting about Didi Gregorius um, and the year he had with New York the year before he was hurt. Um, this guy, especially in that ballpark, that uh, caters uh, two lefties like Didi Gregorius, I think he's going to, uh, to have a bounce-back year, uh, comeback player of the year type of year. Um, I think, uh, you know, they have uh, Scott Kingery, they're going to move him around. Um, but uh, I think if DD's performing, they're going to make sure they get at bats for him. They, maybe they put him at third base some uh, with Mikel Franco gone. Um, I think he'll get in the lineup, and I think he's going to produce. Uh, and he's pretty much um, – he's going in the double-digit later rounds. So this guy is a, a great guy to get kind of towards the end of your draft. Um, and then my breakout, I, I mean, you, this is kind of an Eric thing to do. Um he already broke out in a sense, but Fernando Tatis. What is it? What do you mean it's an Eric thing? <laughs> Just to take the obvious one that's not really a stretch. Jeff McNeil was ranked the 10th shortstop. Fernando Tatis Jr. is 7. There's a big difference. Well, we're going to say it's an Eric thing to do. <laughs> uh, I think Fernando, this will be the last year you can get Fernando Tatis as someone other than a top two-round pick. And I think if he, as long as he stays healthy, that's the key. I think he's kind of like Javi Baez in the sense of that he plays very aggressively. Um, he's going to dive for, uh, you know, dive for balls in the infield on defense. He's going to has aggressive swings. Um, I think if he stays healthy, this guy is, uh, in whether you play Roto or points league, um, this guy is a stud. And I think after this year, he's going to be a, a top two round pick. I think, I think he's a I, I think he's a two top two round pick already. I think you're gonna have to take him in the second round to get him this year. Really? Ooh. I do, I do, I do. Um 
um, the 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 draft boards that are being fed out by ESPN have them. They have him up there already. He's he's way high. Uh, I think I think because he's already pushed up that high that he's a risky take there. He's a risky take if you have to take him that high. Agreed. I mean, I think if you, they definitely then changed the rankings since I last looked a couple of days ago when I checked um, and did a couple of mocks. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, second round pick this year is definitely a steep price to pay. But he's the y'all ultimate, can have him at that point. He's the ultimate high risk, high reward player. Mm-hmm. Um, one that we didn't mention that uh, classifies as both a second base and a shortstop and an outfielder is uh, Garrett, Eric's boy, Garrett Hampson. I'd be interested to hear what your thoughts are on Garrett Hampson, who finished out the year. Um, he actually was big for me in, um, in our fantasy league, and he um, had a great last month of the season. Um, has an inside track to starting the year with the Rockies. What are your guys' thoughts on Garrett Hampson? Yeah, I think he's somebody that, you know, he's a young player. Uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be a learning curve, but he definitely has some talent. And as you mentioned, the flexibility, uh, the roster flexibility is really nice. I mean, with a late round pick, I would definitely take him. I, um, I, I do worry that he just beat up on the September call-ups, the guys who were in AAA, just like the day before. And he beat them up for the last month of the season. And that's because he's really good at hitting AAA hitting pitching. But I'm not sure if he's really good at hitting major league pitching because he wasn't that good before that in the season. So, um, I mean, he's had hot stretches before. He might be able to put it together. I'm not convinced he's going to get a whole lot of playing time uh, because Colorado is – plays a lot of different people and uh, they didn't really give him much of a chance last year. And I'm, I'm, I'm not convinced they're going to give him a, the everyday job out there this year. They do have a crowded um, situation. They do have David Dahl. Um, they do have David um, Dahl is going to get hurt though. That's very true. They, I mean, they have David Dahl. They have Sam Hilliard who gave them some quality at bats last year. Um, they have a Ryan McMahon. They have, they have Brendan Rogers potentially coming up. Uh, they have a lot of good prospects that haven't quite panned out yet. Um, so I think it's always interesting, to keep, especially in that ballpark, to keep an eye um, and see kind of who's, you know, starting out hot and who's not, because um, they're probably going to be good pickups for you. Um, all right. Any, uh, any thoughts on second base and shortstop before we move on to uh, – our yeah, sorry, I just got disconnected for like 30 seconds. I didn't hear anything you said, but I'm good. Um, I think that uh, shortstop is a really deep position, and second base is a really deep, uh, really sort of shallow position. You have to strategize your draft when, when you're going after these two positions. You can go really high in the first round. There's three or four shortstops that are going in the first round. So you can go early shortstop, but um, but you can also get a pretty good shortstop if you don't go early. If the the question is like if you do go early, how quick do you go back to get your middle infield? Because there are other good shortstops that you can get pretty early in the draft. So I'm always a fan of grabbing your your hard to fill positions like middle infield 
with a really talented player early. I think that's a good advantage you can get. Eric, any other thoughts uh, before we uh, move uh, on? Before I got cut off, I was going to say there's three things guaranteed in life. Life, death, or taxes, death, and David Dahl getting hurt. You messed up the saying, I know, but I get where I you're know. coming. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is very true. David Dahl is a injury waiting to happen. But all right, I like the take on it. Um, I think it's a very deep position this year, and I think there's a lot of talent. Um, one guy we also didn't mention was Carlos Correa, whose uh, ADP is significant. Yeah, I, I, I ain't taking past. him. <laughs> Eric has a lot of bias with a lot of yeah. guys. Um, all right, let's move on to our question of the week. I got Bangarang by Skrillex. All right. So our question this week, we are looking at, if you were a major league pitcher that could throw 90-plus miles an hour, who would you throw at? Who would be someone that would anger you that much where you would endanger their life and throw at them? Um, so, Eric, I'm going to start with you. Um, who is that pitcher that rubs you the wrong way? Or that hitter? Hey, you know you what? I have two answers. I have the serious one and the funny one. The serious, the serious okay. one might be Carlos Correa. I can't think of anyone else that I hate more right now. I think he's kind of arrogant. The funny one would be John Carlos Stanton, just because it would be a John Carlos Stanton thing to do. See, you say John Carlos Stanton, but he would probably no, get the crap out of He'd strain his just... calf running over to try to hit me. Very fair <laughs> point. <laughs> All right, all right, I'm looking at you now. Who you got? Um, if I could, if I was a pitcher, I wouldn't endanger their lives. I'd, I'd aim for their butt. I'd try to hit them in the in the butt, and I'd want to hit that pitcher that threw at Ronald Acuna two years ago. Was that Jose Urania, who let off a game thrown at Acuna? I want to be a National League pitcher playing against the Marlins and Urania comes up and I can just plunk them. That's, wow. that's what I'll do. That's a really good point. If you're a pitcher in the National League, then you're going to get hit if you throw at someone else. You can't, get, you can't protect yourself in that situation. It's true. Now, it's is true. this because you had Ronald Acuna? How come you have this special attachment to Ronald Acuna? I... I I just don't think uh, – well, Acuna was killing him at the time. And, you know, this is – it's one of those uh, sort of old baseball things. The guy's killing you, you throw at him. You know, it's uh, – um, Leo DeRocher would have done it or what have you. I'm not sure if DeRocher would have. Whatever. You know, think of an old man or Casey Stengel. Probably run one high and tight on him. And that's what they did. They plunked Acuna – they could have knocked him out. Like they could have injured him. It's it, it's old school baseball, so it's like, all right, you threw at him, I'll throw at you, you right. <laughs> all right, mine is a fairly obvious one. He's one that's always talked about. Um, Yasiel Puig. I think he's one of, among the worst at watching his home runs. 
He licks the bat. He'll sit there and talk to the other pitchers. I, I think he's just obviously a very physically imposing dude, but I think he's a little bit arrogant. And I think sometimes he brings it on himself when a lot of times maybe pitchers do something to ignite it. I think he's just the perfect example of someone who's kind of asking for it. He had that um, he had that think, one brief time where he was like really the big thing, kind of like the Lynn Sanity equivalent of baseball. And then he's kind of faded out after that. I mean, he's still without a job right now. And well, I've been reading stuff, and they said it's as much him in the locker room as his talent. Like, they don't want to bring him in and ruin their locker rooms. But, like, his teammates usually like him. Like, you remember last year when he took on the entire Pirates bench him and Amir for Garrett. the Cincinnati Reds? Yeah, his teammates loved him for that. That's a good point. Um, I got a sense, though, that he's he can be – Good in that sense, but he's also can be kind of a cancer in the sense of that he's such a um, big figure. Um, yeah, wh- yeah. Why else would he not be signed right now? If he goes to the, uh, I'm just going to throw this out here. If he signs with the Rockies, is that someone you'd be interested in? Uh, abs- well, depending on on where he where in the draft I am, absolutely. I think I think he's he's going to play. He's only going to go somewhere if they're going to play him. I don't think he wants to go and be like a bench bat or anything. So if he's going to sign with the Rockies, he's going to go there to play. I, I I'll take him as a third or fourth outfielder. I think he's going to be pretty good. Something in my gut just tells me he's going to the Rockies. Yeah, I think that'd Rodgers be pretty exciting for when David Dahl gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 to make sure Gary yeah. Hansen never plays. But hopefully the Rockies don't listen to this podcast because we are just trashing. The <laughs> no, I, stuff I, I right. actually like the Rockies, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah, they, they. I mean, McMahon. I hope they play him second baseman eligible. From tonight's show, I like McMahon, but uh, they have other players. They have Rogers, Hampson, McMahon. They have David Daniel Murphy. Uh, they're 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 they have too many players. Um, interesting. I, I agree on that too. Um, Daniel Murphy, I'd be interested to see is kind of maybe a bounce back candidate. Oh, he's he's way down in the draft board. Um, mm-hmm. Alright, last let's move on to our last segment. We're going to do our game of the week and I understand we Alright, so <laughs> on the fly here I'm going to give you guys a player Okay I'm going to try to give you not just statistics but kind of stuff about him and you're going to see basically a 20 question version and see who's the quickest to guess who it is, okay? Sounds good. All right. All right, this player uh, was drafted, or he played college baseball for the UCLA Bruins. Second clue. He was selected third overall in the 2011 MLB draft by the Diamondbacks. Can we guess and get the wrong answer? Uh, 
I'll give you one one guess and then one I guess one retry guess and then you have to give your okay. final guess. Uh, Jake Lamb. Uh, okay. No. Trevor. Bauer. Ah, Art got it. <laughs> oh wow! I, I probably will. <laughs> All right. Let me I don't give know one that's not as. Let me give one that's not as easy or as big a name here. I'm gonna. I'm really gonna okay. go into then the Art's depths gonna win here. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next one. He's from Puerto Rico. Only a few guys from Puerto Rico. That's supposed yeah. to be a joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> he made his major league debut on May 6, 2015 by hitting the first pitch he saw off Oakland Athletics starter Scott Casimir for an opposite field home run. He played 122 games in his first season, and he shared his outfield with Torrey Hunter and Aaron Hicks. After that, he uh, he also, that season, led MLB in triples, second in outfield assists, um, and finished his rookie season with 267 batting average and 13 home runs. Eddie Rosario? Ah, Art is correct. Two for two. Got Eric. Pick it up. I didn't know he was that good of a – he had that many assists as rookie year. That's, that's really cool. All right. Are you guys ready for the next I'm one? ready. Yeah. This pitcher played 19 seasons in Major League Baseball. He made his MLB debut April 8, 2001 for the Cleveland Indians. CC Sabathia. Ah, there you go, Eric. I was trying to give you one. I feel like you were going to get nice. Let's do a, we'll do a best of five here. All right. All right. I'm going to give you someone so irrelevant it's going to make your head spin. Nice. <laughs> we don't have to talk about Dylan Bundy that way. <laughs> oh, okay. I got a good one. I got a good one. Making sure I have the information here. Okay. This player was born August 13th, 1991. He was drafted by the Los Angeles Angels in the first round of the 2009 MLB draft. He played five seasons in their minor league system. Um, and then was eventually traded to St. Louis in November of 2013, in which he made his major league debut in 2014. They say this guy can hit for power, speed, and play strong defense, can play all three outfield positions. His career statistics is 244, batting average, 122 homers, 323 RBIs. 
He played for the St. Louis Cardinals from 2014 to 2017. Had a, a bunch of injuries. Um, and then has played on the Blue Jays the last two seasons. Brichick? Yes! Good job, Eric. Uh, it's because I ate him. I'm proud of you. Thank you. you. <laughs> all right. It's for all the marbles here. Damn, this is nerve-wracking. All right. I might actually win something. All right. This is another random player for you. I okay. assume this player is his current. All right. Okay. Yes. This player's middle name is David. <laughs> what? What kind of crew is that? <laughs> I'm just throwing the first clue out there. That's the first one. He All attended right. the Berlamine College Preparatory in San Jose, California, in which his senior year he batted 440 with 11 home runs. He is 31 years old. So he's a little bit oldy now. He's on the older side here. He was chosen by the Colorado Rockies in the 2014 Rule 5 draft and was traded to the Oakland Athletics. Still no nothing so far. Okay. Do the you know, I'm going to take a guess and say Stephen Piscotti. Uh, I know. That's your one wrong guess. Due to the team's power hitter struggles because of the trades of Josh Donaldson and Brandon Moss, this guy made the opening day roster. In his major league debut, he had three hits and four RBIs. And throughout that season, he actually led all AL rookies in RBIs. Matt Chapman? Incorrect. All right, all right you both so have if, your I, guess. if I don't get it right, then Art wins. Oh, man. Yes. But if you take that guess first, then you might yeah. be able to beat him. It's a yeah, kind of an all or nothing true. approach. Uh, I'll give you his current statistics, and then I'll tell you. Uh, I'll give you a little more information. He is well. First of all, he's still on the still team. on the Oakland A's. Okay, he's still on the Oakland A's. Career statistics is two hundred forty or two forty nine batting average, sixty seven homers, two hundred RBIs. Um. Last season, he set career highs in batting average. Marcus runs, Simeon. Runs, walks in 126. Yeah. You both are saying Marcus mm-hmm. Simeon? Incorrect. You both suck. Mark, Mark <laughs> Hanna. Oh, man, that's good. Mark Hanna. This is turning out to be a yeah, closer really contest close. than I thought. <laughs> I had the other ones right after he said it. <laughs> All right. I got my guy. This one's a little easier. This guy, middle name is Jose. What is with you in middle names? He made his mate. Ah, just to see if you can get that first clue. He's represented by the sports agency Independent Sports and Entertainment. He's a catcher but he's also played some outfielder. I'm going to save the big hint for a little bit later. Uh, he currently plays... No, no, I want to save that one too. He's been traded once in his career and was once regarded as a big prospect. 
he has was he played uh last year and uh has been regarded as the best arm of all major league catchers. The trade he was involved in was involving a relief pitcher. He plays for the San Diego Padres. Mejia. Francisco ah. Mejia. All right, got it. I was trying to dance around the obvious, but couldn't stand it much yeah. longer. Well, Art wins another game. Guys, yeah. what else is new? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe next week the uh, guest host will yeah, have his I will. game ready. <laughs> um, anything you guys want to say? Uh, that's a, another week of, uh, of the Five Tool Fantasy Baseball podcast. Next week, uh, we will be examining all outfielders, especially for those that are in five outfielders leagues. We're going to be covering uh, a lot of outfielders next week. So be prepared as drafts keep approaching. Um, guys, anything you want to say before we uh, get uh, out of here? Just reminding you guys that John Carlos Stanton and David Dahl are made of glass. Aaron Judge in the fourth or fifth round is a good pick. So get Aaron Judge maybe around later. Eric says don't take John Carlos Stan. Eric, if you had to take Garrett Cole, John Carlos Stan, like or Carlos Correa, who are you taking? Those are Eric's. I'll, I'll have to. I feel like there's another arguably. one that could overtake Correa's place. I'd have to think about it, but make sure you guys tune in next week. We've got outfielders, and then the following week we're going to finish out our position previews with starting pitcher. Um, by that point. Uh, draft season should be coming to a close and we'll be able to look ahead to the 2020 Major League Baseball season. So again, for uh, Art, for Eric, uh, I'm David. Uh, again, you can follow Art uh, at Art underscore T underscore Z on Twitter. Eric at E underscore Men underscore D on Twitter. I'm Dimendio2 on Twitter. Send us some questions if you have any. Um, we'll make sure we read them on the show and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Stay safe. And uh, we'll see you then. Bye-bye.